0: Hey, Fallout fam. Did you know that this show is now recorded live weekly at twitch.tv slash robots radio? That's right. Live weekly shows Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash robots radio and you're welcome to join us you don't have to listen to every episode through in order you can come join us and listen in on the live episodes now the show has continued to evolve and change over time and after the live episodes I am having office hours, which is the time that I am now investing into the community to answer questions about podcasting, video creation on YouTube, streaming on Twitch, anything I can do to help you guys out with your own projects. That's going to be after the live recordings on Monday nights and all of the other live shows that I do throughout the week. So Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday nights. and also some gameplay so come join me at twitch.tv slash i'll see you next monday the show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash fallout lorecast robots radio presents the fallout lorecast welcome to the fallout lorecast a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Located in a scenic mountainous region northwest of Vault 12, this vault offers an endless supply of pure water to the inhabitants. The rumors that the water table in the area could easily be contaminated in the event of a nuclear war have been found by the Department of Water and Power to be completely unfounded. In the event that the water in the area were to become tainted, remote even though it may be, Vault 13 has been fitted with the government-approved Vault Water Purification System. Rated to work without significant loss of output for over 250,000 hours, Prospective Vault Dwellers should have nothing to fear. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, everybody. Vault Dwellers, come on in to my uh, mini-sode vaults. I've got here in my recording studio. I am Tom, or Robots, and I'm happy to see you all back. I am super excited today to talk about Vault 13, only the most important vault in Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. Well, maybe not the most important, but a key central location, because if you've played any of those games, you know. Your family was part of that group that entered Vault 13. Imprisoned safely behind the large vault door under a mountain of stone, a generation has lived without knowledge of the outside world. Life in the vault is about to change. So if you haven't played the original Fallout games, then you might not be familiar with Vault 13. Vault 13 is where you start out from in the beginning of Fallout 1. It also... Uh, plays a critical role in Fallout 2, and I'm going to try and keep this pretty brief, and I'm going to try and keep, you know, some of the spoilers out of this a little bit, but it's it's kind of tough to talk Vault 13 without talking the events of those games and what goes on in those games, um, so I'm going to keep pretty close to certain sections of uh, the wiki that I'm using to give you guys info on this, um, and, you know, like I normally do, I'll note some extra things here and there. Uh, so if you, if you're interested in reading the full thing, then this one's on fallout.fandom.com and it's specifically about vault 13. And let's, let's start with the background. Let's start with the construction and purpose of the vault. It says here that construction of vault 13 started in August, 2063 and was completed in March, 2069. So it took six years to build. It was the last vault on the West Coast to be completed, covering 3,200,000 tons of soil at 200 feet, 200 feet below the surface. The total number of occupants at maximum capacity was 1,000, and it had 100 living quarters. So at maximum capacity, 10 people would be assigned to a single living quarter in a hot bunking system, (laughs) as it's called. For, for Vault 13, vault Tech chose the Pip-Boy 2000 as the personal information processor for Vault 13 dwellers over the Pip-Boy 3000. Now, this isn't specifically explained in the wiki as to why that is. And going into the technology of the Pip-Boys is definitely a topic for a different time. Um, but just keep that in mind. Keep that as a note to remember in the future. There are different models of the Pip-Boy. They have the 2000 instead of the 3000 model. My, like the meta uh, guess for this is that the Pitboy three thousand was de- the development that Bethesda added into the series in Fallout three, but I'm not one hundred percent sure of that. I'm, I'll have to dig in a little bit more. Um, to be honest, I haven't looked too much into it yet. So we'll we'll move on. Um, it was also equipped with a unique solar scorcher, a weapon with experimental photoelectric cells, allowing sunlight as its energy source. According to Chris Avalon, one of the designers on Fallout 2, who went on to be a co-founder of Obsidian Studios, which you might find familiar, the purpose of Vault 13 in the Vault experiments was at first to stay closed for 200 years as a study of prolonged isolation. According to Dick Richardson, which is absolutely the best name in this entire game because he has the same name twice. Basically, his name is Richard Richardson. Um, But he was one of the presidents, one of the leaders of the Enclave, who we discussed in the last episode. Um, According to Dick Richardson, however, it was supposed to remain closed until the subjects were needed or as a control group. The starting budget for Vault 13 was $400 billion, American dollars, although it eventually reached $645 billion dollars. It was equipped with a think machine supercomputer acting as a computer control system and powered primarily by geothermal energy, requiring 3.98 gigawatts per day to operate properly. I love how they have specific details of like very specific numbers around gigawatts and billions of dollars and that these things have been uh, mined by the community to to really have all the nitty gritty specific details of this stuff. Um, if I was somebody who understood uh, you know, public projects or, uh, the cost of building, you know, uh, electrical equipment and the amount of power used for them. It'd be neat to dig into these numbers and see how accurate they would be in like real world terms. Cause I have no idea how much 3.98 gigawatts is if you do, if you happen to be an electrician or somebody who would have a sense of that, uh, write in, let me know. That seems like a very large number. The secondary power source was the General Atomic's nuclear power backup systems. Vault 13 stored complete construction equipment, hydro agricultural farms, water purification from an underground river, defensive weaponry to equip 10 men, communication, social and entertainment files for total duration. So defensive weaponry to equip 10 men. That seems so limited. That's 1% of the potential population. It goes on to say that it was also supplied with an extra Garden of Eden creation kit, which I mentioned in one of the uh, earlier episodes, which, when added to the vault standard complement of two, makes three kits in total. Now, this information goes a little bit counter to some of the other information that I saw about this this section. It seems that the wikis uh, contradict each other, that this one had two instead of one, but this article says three instead of two. I'm not sure which is absolutely correct in that. Uh, If you have any idea, uh, please write in and let me know your thoughts. Um, Instead of the extra water chips that made their way to Vault 8. And that has to do with uh, the water chips were accidentally sent to the wrong place or quote unquote accidentally sent to the wrong place. Not 100% sure what the intentionality there was. So this is the background for where things start in Fallout 1. Um, the basic idea here is that the the water chip, the one water chip they have, and they were supposed to have extras potentially, starts to malfunction. And in December of 2161, the overseer sends out a man named Jacorin, Jacorin, maybe, uh, to go find a replacement chip. And during this during the events of Fallout One, We come to find out that certain things happened to Jikoran and you end up running into him because you are the the second Vault Dweller that is sent out in order to deal with the situation. Um, He ends up helping you later on, but those are all spoilers. We won't get into the details on that stuff. Now, later on in Fallout 2, there's a very interesting thing that happens to the Vault because the Vault doesn't end up staying just a Vault for people. On May 15th, 2241, the Enclave sends a coded sequence to Vault 13, activating its central computer and declaring that it is time to leave the vault. So the Enclave hacks the vault, basically, or intentionally contacts the vault, potentially, and triggers the activation sequence to say, hey, it's time to get out. You guys are free to go, even though people have snuck out previously to go find a water chip. This this, your time in the vault is done. Go back into the world. The world is safe, basically, is the message. Now, Martin Frobisher, the leader of Vault 13 at the time, gathers the vault dwellers for the leaving the vault video, a tutorial movie of vault tech about the rules to follow when vault dwellers leave their vault. On May 16th, one day later, 2241, Vault 13 is opened and greeted by two Enclave squads with vertebrates. Now, you remember the last episode we talked about the Enclave. And what do they do? Well, they show up. The squad kills three of the Vault Dwellers who were resisting capture, quote unquote, and storm the Vault. They shoot and don't ask questions. And then they kidnap all the inhabitants. On May 17th, the next day, 2241, the Enclave drops an intelligent Death Claw unit into Vault 13 from a safe distance to kill anyone investigating Vault 13 and cloak the Enclave's presence. So basically, they have developed by this point, by 2241, the technology, the scientists of the Enclave have developed intelligent Death Claws. And in order to cover their tracks, they Drop a bunch of intelligent death claws into the vault and say, Hey, this is your new home. Other intelligent death claws are sent into the desert surrounding vault 13 to check for any escapees or witnesses. So they're doing what they can to cover their tracks. The intelligent death claws led by Gruther make vault 13 their home. Unlike their objectives given by the Enclave, the Intelligent Death Claws allowed many humans to live in relative comfort and safety with them in the confines of the vault, displaying a strong pack mentality. I guess they can't go against their own nature. After the visit of the Chosen One, that's your character in Fallout 2, and before the destruction of the oil rig, the Intelligent Death Clause were wiped out by the Enclave and Frank Corrigan, leaving the vault empty. However, this may not be the case since there is a bugged good ending where Grother and his pack survive and continue to peacefully expand into the wastes. Can you imagine a future Fallout game where you run into intelligent deathclaws again? I hope that there's, this is somehow canon. The, the good ending is somehow something that we're going to see in the future. Imagine a new Vegas 2 where you go back to Vault 13 and you come to find out that it's been re inhabited by intelligent Deathclaws. That would be freaking awesome. So that's as far as we're going to go with Vault 13. Um, anything else is going to start to really dig into the events of Fallout One and Fallout Two. Thank you again for tuning into the mini episodes, the minisodes. I really appreciate you guys hanging out. If you want to get a hold of me, shoot me a tweet at Fallout Lorecast or send me an email to falloutlorecast at gmail.com or hey even pop in pop in our stream at twitch.tv slash fallout lorecast last night was awesome we got together with the, uh, three of us a uh, fev dweller the ancient gamer tag and chimichanga kinsey and the three of us uh blew up a town we fought a bunch of bloated ghouls we collected a bunch of rare uh flowers and things which I, I guess i haven't done a whole lot of the end game stuff but tag knows a bunch about that stuff and says hey this stuff will help you craft really cool items it was super fun we put some pictures online you guys should check it out um you know playing the game most nights after 9 uh, 9 p.m <laughs> eastern time and if you would like to join us or hang out or just get some tips on where to find things or whatever Feel free to jump in, or even if you want to just talk some lore. I I think it's it's actually surprising that most of the time when I'm streaming, we all just kind of play the game. But nobody brings up lore questions for us to discuss. I would love... To hear some of your questions and some of the topics that you guys would like to hear about on the show and i may not have the answers immediately maybe the kind of thing that i'll have to research more but i could say hey this i think it might be this this is my experience and i'm sure there are other people that are hanging out in in the stream or in our discord or wherever that might have more experience about very specific parts of the games than i do so feel free to jump in i will see you guys next time and until then Keep your vault sealed and keep your death claws intelligent? Thanks for listening to the Fallout Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks and no copyright infringement is intended. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please contact us at falloutlorecast at gmail.com or follow us and post some messages to us on Twitter at Fallout Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you soon.